yeah. <laughs> back for another week. You're tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh Dimiteo, here as always with Jake Eisenberg and Matt Beatty. Oh, just no skip, intros. Skip, skip, no totally intros. That's over. Right. I, we, we were just That's off okay. mic talking yeah. about the basketball. Yeah. Dive right in. And oh, we're here gracious. with um, <laughs> Ayo Jasunmo, <laughs> super fan, Josh Dimiteo. I never Hawaii get mate. these. I know. That's why I, I, that wasn't the best. I could, I'll be better next week. Beatty, have you got something uh, off the cap? I'm struggling. I'm struggling. <laughs> it is hard. It's hard. Right. It's wow. hard. I'm telling you. Anyway. You... Yeah. Go on. Well, we're here. It's been another week. Well, it's been a, a touch more than another week, but that's a story for another day. Yeah, Jake, Jake had a few beers on Wednesday, and so we had a little <laughs> reschedule. That's all right. It was important. It was important. important. Important beers, business beers. That's right. Anyway, teeing into a huge week. My goodness gracious, the Jazz keep winning. We've got <laughs> the, the Nets imploding in spectacular fashion. We had another backdoor cup bowl. We'll get into <laughs> all of the above. But before we do, why don't we rattle off our favourite and only segment here on Backdoor Cut, the Rose Gold Moment of the Week, where we celebrate anything to do with Aussie hoops whatsoever, whether that be in the NBA, players, NBL, Europe. We love Aussie hoops. Who is it this week, fellas? Jock Landau last week, deservedly so, has big shouts again this week, probably will again next week. What are we looking at? Joshy, Joshy, and not the co-host <laughs> of this podcast. It's got to be Josh Green. It's got to be Josh Green. Beatty, you're a Luca Mavs, Mavs yeah. super stan. Tell us I, what's happening I just, here. I mean, the guy. I thought we showed <laughs> he showed signs of it last season. You're obviously optimistic that he's going to improve again this year, but. I think he's just a he's a good fit next to Luca, and I think if if you're going to have success on Dallas, you need to be a good fit next to Luca. And and the the three ball definitely is you know you'd like it to come along a little bit more, but in in the the little bit of this season so far, he's looked all right. It's encouraging signs. And I mean, defensively, we know what he can do. He's going to be able to 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 play defense on on the best player, the best guard on the other team. Well, this was the point I was going to bring up. He's from what I've been seeing, even closing games defensively now, which last season they didn't quite trust him with yet. We had a few examples of him doing really well and then being pulled and then kind of they lose their way a little bit. Which, which I think was right. I think that yep. was that was correct. He was a little all over the shop at times. And we kind of got a glimpse of that against um, the Thunder, was it? Yes. Where, yes, he was. they were looking great. They were on top, and then they pulled him, and Thunder kind of had their way after that. Yeah. So this, this, I almost think this Josh Green closing games has been they they literally worked out the hard way that actually we need this guy on the court. Yeah, that I think was the moment where the minutes started to creep up. Today he played the seventh most minutes on the team, more than um, Hardaway Junior. and Kleber, which is awesome. That's what we love to see it. And mm. that Thunder game, especially, they, they build that big lead. And this guy, it's like, it's quintessential Aussie right here. He's Delhi reincarnated, just six foot eight and super athletic. He's like, he will lose his, his limbs in order to win a, <laughs> win a loose ball, to try and get a block, whatever it is. Um, he's willing to put his body on the line. He's, and, and I feel like the Mavs need that that energy because Luca likes to play slow, which I think is the correct way to play um, because he's one of the most 
insanely gifted offensive players of all time. But you need a little bit of a jolt, a little bit, a couple of transition buckets, someone to to hound some ball handlers on the other end. Um, and that's what he's giving them. And he and he's shooting 61.3% from three. I think I had a look today. So he's not shooting a lot of them, but 1.6 attempts per game. Um, you could be doing worse. I mean, that's that's, sure. that's perfect. Like, mm. it, it, I think as it, that, that's to show see that progress. That's what you want to see. Um, and the the Mavs are kind of hanging in there. I don't think the team's that good. I think Brunson has turned out to be a bigger loss than people thought. At least that I thought. Uh, THG coming, THJ coming back from injuries, not really happening. Um, but yeah, man. Joshy Green, only 21, mm-hmm. 22 in like 10 days. Um, hopefully he can keep building this season. Yeah, if, if we could get almost like a – it kind of feels to me at like the initial come up of Tybull at the Sixers when they realized, oh, actually, this guy changes the game on defense. Let's get him a few more minutes. But unlike Tybull, his shot is developing along with those minutes, whereas Tybull's kind of remained exactly the same. So if we can get another big, strong, athletic shooter, 3 and D, out in the NBA, amazing. Mate, perfect. It's it's kind of like when you look at Dyson Daniels as well, obviously he's a Mm -hmm. rookie, he's only you know, a handful of games into his, his pro career. But, like, this is a guy who can do even more, again, with the ball, and he's, he's only sort of just barely scratching the surface. So, yeah, from a, a boomer's perspective, it's obviously exciting to try and piece together possible lineups that they could be running because it's there's a, a number of options now that are all NBA. They're NBA-level yeah. talent. So that's it's super exciting. Mate, Giddy, Josh, and Dyson as, like, your... I mean, if Giddy's playing point guard, because when's the Olympics? 2024? 24, World Cup next year, and then 24 yeah. is the Olympics. Yeah. Like, that's another two years out. They're going to be, you know, this is, this is going to be a super young team. Um, but they will have had a few years of experience in the NBA by that point. And you've got three, six, eight dudes. Yeah. And Tybal, if you and count Tybal him as well. Yeah. well I mean, and he, Ben, if you wanted to count him as well. Uh, we, we got. <laughs> We got, we got three six eight dudes running around out there. Oh, look, Thibel does get superpowers when he seems to play with FIBA. Like, he was really good in the Olympics. Um, he just crashed He back can get there. closer. He can be even more physical. Yeah. I, I think it's just, yeah. it's even more just like you look, you compare the, the, the Tokyo team to potentially what the Paris team could be. And I think the, I guess the NBL slots, you know, it, they might lose a spot because there's more guys in the NBA. Like Landale now is a, a legitimate NBA mm-hmm. player, and he he will be the first choice center. I mean, I don't I don't see Baines coming coming back to, to that level. That's yeah. although Baines has been playing good for Brisbane, yeah, I will say. Yeah, but I I He's don't been, know. It's tough, man. Yeah, I, yeah. Jock is very deservingly should be the center, but I mean, do you he, want Jock as the center? You kind of want him as the far, as the four. Where's our Where's our seven foot Aussie? Mm. One of those. His name's Thon, but anyway. Oh, I'm joking. I'm joking. I do like Thon. Anyway, uh, yeah. shout outs as well to Matt Delavadova. You brought him up very quickly there, Jake, but he is back in the NBA playing minutes. Sacramento Kings. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, saw a, I saw a thread on Twitter from a Sacramento fan. I think they played. I might have played Charlotte, I don't know how many games ago. It was a handful okay, of games yeah. ago. It was through the week. 
and they won and it was a tight game and they won and I don't think they'd actually started the season too well but so this was kind of a, a rare win for him and Delhi played uh, maybe like eight or 12 minutes and it was funny he pulled up he probably clipped up four or five clips of like good plays from Delhi nothing that would like <laughs> nothing that would register on a box score but when you watch it it's like yeah that makes sense good play every time yeah. which is I mean that's what he's going to bring to the team right yeah look he has played 28.6 minutes total so far but yeah. hey, he's two for three from three. Few I assists. saw this. Um, I saw a Kings like meme page of Kings fans. I should I should stress it wasn't people making fun of the Kings. Yeah. Um, and why would they? Uh, of course, we're the front office. <laughs> anyway, I saw this meme and it was Kings without Delhi playing, one win, four losses. Kings with Delhi playing. One win, zero losses. <laughs> it's like, you do the math. <laughs> well, I mean, in those 28.6 minutes, the Kings are plus 11. So There you go. There you go. That's, that's science. It is super uh, super impressive, though, because I, I honestly, like, I got a, I thought he was done. I thought he had oh, yeah, really... We all been, thought he was done. He was co- He, he was couldn't get on the court in the Olympics. Yeah, and uh, obviously he's got himself fit and, and whatever, but to get back on an NBA roster is, is just super impressive. Hey, shout-outs to Melbourne United for fixing this guy and sending him back to the NBA. Well, mate, their, their record in, in getting guys from the NBL to the NBA is, is unmatched at the it's moment strong, compared yeah. to the other NBL teams, yeah. I don't know what Dean Vickerman is doing <laughs> over there. I was just a quick side tangent. Uh, RJ Hampton, I know we, you know, NBL legend. <laughs> I'm not really – I'm not seeing it when I, when I watch him. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not a massive fan either. I think a part of that Same. is me not being a massive fan of Orlando in particular, and it, it's been a oh, bit of a. I'm having. I'm trying to give them more more <laughs> bandwidth this year because obviously Paolo, is, Paolo. Paolo and Franza are impressive players, but it's it is a bit of a, a perception adjustment for me because in previous years I just haven't had much time for this team. Mm. So, but yeah, I think RJ kind of fits into that a little bit. I, I still I don't know what the the long term future of that backcourt is, and you know obviously. Uh, Michael Fultz is there. They've got Suggs. Suggs They've got good. a few other options. So it's a bit still up in the air. I don't think anyone's really better that that down yet. Yeah, he can do a couple of things. He's just not amazing, you know. <sighs> but like he can he can slash a little bit. He can play make. He's got no. a big body. But it's, I mean, you also compare it to a couple of these other next stars in, in like obviously Lamelo is a franchise player in Charlotte. Yeah, uh, Giddy has come in and and you know. Is has demonstrated he's going to be a really good NBA player. So the the recent sort of history of those guys making the switch has been pretty high ceilings. So I guess in comparison, RJ probably hasn't quite. I mean, one he's mm-hmm. he's been traded once already. He's, yeah. he's sort of a, a depth filler guy on 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 any roster, and, and he is that in Orlando at the moment. But I don't know. Like it's it is probably a better spot for him to be because at least he's getting run. Mm. Moving on. Moving on. That was. You know, Josh Green, Rose Legend. Gold Moment of the Week. Big Props fella. to you. We'll see who's back next week lifting up the Rose Gold <laughs> trophy, so to speak. But, fellas, why don't we dive into now a team that defies all logic and maybe even, despite their success, are even heading the direction they want to be. 
I'm of course talking about the Utah Jazz, who are eight and two. Eight and three. <laughs> eight, and eight and three. three. Sorry. Please, surely, yeah. Not, <laughs> they're not the one seed, they're the two seed. <laughs> the two seed, sorry. Madness, considering they literally traded away their two best players and all-stars for four first-rounders each or something crazy what? like that. Five for Donovan, uh, five for Rudy, three for Donovan. It's like... Anyway. Nuts. It's abs- absurd, absurd picks that you're reeling in for, you know, if you're bringing in these kind of picks, the players you're trading away must be unreal. Like they must be all NBA, all-star kind of players. So you wouldn't expect to lose both of them and rattle off just as many, if not more wins than last year. And what's crazy is watching them, it seems somewhat sustainable. I don't expect them to finish the season in the second seed, but I don't expect them to suck either. They they look good, dude. Like it all it all fits. Like um Lowry is having a career year. We always La- play okay. him. Yeah. I w- we were very excited for Lowry season 1 when yep. he was a rookie coming into it's the Bulls. It's been a rookie right. All kinds of crazy stuff. I was a very big fan. And then as we've been through on this very podcast, I have blamed the Bulls for his relative downfall or should I say relative lack of growth hmm. from that rookie season. It got pretty dark for a while there. Then he went to the Cavs and it was looking, you know, not as it initially was, but he was contributing. He was helping. He was doing some cool things as a near seven footer that could he, shoot. he was good last year i thought he was good yeah yeah, yeah i liked him Play, yeah. playing at the three as yeah. well the jumbo the lineup yeah. yeah but now moving to the jazz this is like the finnish international team larry markinen that i saw coming into the bulls someone that wants to you know get involved get in there it's awesome i'm Dude, thrilled like so they, they beat the they, okay these are their wins the clippers today lakers yesterday they won back-to-back games against the Grizzlies, Rockets, Pelicans, T-Wolves, Nuggets. The Insane. only team in there that's not good or trying to make the playoffs is the Rockets. The Grizzlies have been one of the best teams in the league. They beat them twice, two in a row. That almost never happens with any teams when they play two in a row. Mm. Like, that's it's, it's, it's crazy stuff. And the- But their roster's good. Like, you go down the line, seven players that... that are legit Lowry, Clarkson, Sexton, Conley, Olinick, Malik Beasley, Chad Vanderbilt. I didn't know. I'll be honest. I expected nothing of that group. But like Conley's steady hand is making Jordan Clarkson seem like a bit of an explosion, not just random basketball plays. Like it brings order to this hodgepodge. He did say in the postgame today that Conley's been teaching him like, you know, you don't have to score less or shoot less, but it's like, Within the flow, you know, mm. connective, not just getting your own buckets. It's like getting everyone's buckets. What a Danny Ainge, man. I, not for one second do I buy that he foresaw any of this. <laughs> no, no. I think he's up. He's probably upset. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, he's probably like, upset. Fuck. One year there's Wembanyama. Surely, we can't surely lose again. he's going to tear it down at some point. Has to. He has to. There are, tra- well, there are tradable assets on this team, which... I mean, he's got plenty of them in the in the cupboard already. But like, this is the whole. He could point. get more first rounders. The amount of value these guys are bringing. But like, up how how long into the season before we have to genuinely consider this as as a potential playoff play in team? Like, 
Because I mean, rec- the record says there. that they're gonna be right now, right? And that's that's kind of against all all logic. Well, well, then here's the question that I pose: If you are trending in a direction that, like, you very well are looking like a playoff slash play in team, like yep. something would have to go wrong for that not to happen. Do you blow it up, or do you just keep going and make the playoffs, like? Because if you blew it up yeah. at that point, are you going to blow it up enough to really tank to the bottom or are you just going to end up in that middle zone? I think you have to blow it up just because they went through the we're really good but not good enough thing. And if you don't make any moves, that's where you're going to end up again. Like you've got all these picks. Um, but mid-season, that? mid-season, if you're looking like a playoff team. Oh, well, that, you might be, you're right. It might be too late at that point. So mm. like, you know, maybe you tank the following year. I. You, they got to be keeping their eye on this. I mean, the value of these players has gone up. Oh yes, um, absolutely. So Dan- yeah, but like you know, you can keep you keep the. If I was Danny Ainge, I would keep the young guys and get rid of the old guys. You keep Larry, twenty five. Get rid of Clarkson, age thirty. Keep Sexton, twenty three. Get rid of Conley, thirty five. Olinick, thirty one. Beasley, you can go either way. He's twenty five, and then Vanderbilt's twenty three. So Vanderbilt, Sexton, Lowry. 100% keepers. I would not trade those guys because I think if you get rid of the other people, then you surely... You'd hope surely so, right? Start you to lose. Think, maybe yeah. Will Hardy is just the greatest coach in the history of basketball. Yeah, that's another thing. Rookie, well, that, right? That's what I'm saying. Danny did it again. He got the first wonder boy in Brad Stevens who, who didn't know how to tank. He's got a habit of this. And now he's got the other... Little, he managed to nab bit. Hardy before the, the horniest man in the world oh. managed to get himself suspended. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yeah. I just the, on this whole jazz scenario, <clears throat> this reminds me very, very much of that season where like Thunder tore it down, traded away their stars, but then Chris Paul ended up mm. being too good for them to suck and they had to kind of wait until the next year to really let it go. Are we, have we already breached that point? Like, is, is this a next year job now? Well, they're legitimately two weeks away from, if they're just solid, like maybe they're not eight and three good, but maybe they're just 500 good. If they do that for two more weeks, it'll be too late to tank for Webinyana properly. Yeah. Because yeah, like, there's teams that suck now yeah. <laughs> and like, have been sucking. Yeah. Like the Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the, maybe the Warriors are playing Galaxy Brain here. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? All of a sudden, it's like Steph's shut down. That's, <laughs> All of them. That's cool. No, no, no. That's they late career be. Steph. That, yeah. yeah, forget forget Wiseman and Kaminga. Yeah. Wembenyama and Steph is the, the next generation. Oof. Oh, come now. Oh, I'm bothered over here. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a frightening one for. I guess, like, real diehard jazz fans because do they even want this right now? Like, they want to suck. They're not going to win. But there's nothing better than having a team that was supposed to be bad or average and just blowing the socks off everyone. Exceeding expectations is so much fun. It is. It is. But, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I would be thinking Wembanyana. Yeah. I think I think a lot of the jazz Twitter that I've kind of seen have just been enjoying the ride for the for the moment. Yeah. Which is, you know, I think everyone's expectations this season were going to be really, really low, and obviously they've exceeded that to this point. So at some point, yeah, maybe the organization has to make some tough decisions to, to get worse. It sounds it sounds against all logic, but you know Wild. that's that's the way the NBA is, right? Uh. 
I don't believe any of us picked the overs on the Jazz, did we? Uh, we can we can get oh. it up, maybe. Let's have a look. Oh, um, I I feel like we went under. I really hope someone went over. <laughs> hope it was me. Just for mad bragging I, rights. I got it here. Um, Utah Jazz, we all went under. Damn it. There you go. Well, understandably so. They traded away their whole team. God damn it. And me and this Josh isn't meant went, to happen. went over on the Rockets and they're, they're going to win three games. <laughs> yeah. Foolish. Foolish. Anyway, yeah. Jazz beat the Clippers today. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. Showing no signs of relenting. On that, Clippers. Okay. Kawhi Leonard, Tyrone Lue comes out today and says, there's no timetable for... Kawhi's return. It, it's very weird. We were just briefly chatting about Kawhi off mic before we began, but is this guy this he's had one healthy season in five years and won the title? Like he literally hasn't been on the court the rest of the time. So he wins the title in what year was that? 1819. Yeah. 1819. Yeah. Year before that, he played nine games. And then he had, yeah, played 74 the year before that, 72, 64. He was playing then, though. Yeah. It was all good. But, like, he actually played a lot more than I thought because to me it feels like he's kind of just been elite for that one year in Toronto and then previous he kind of came out of nowhere, was like a defensive player of the year MVP candidate for, like, and and that's kind of what happened, right? It was, like, a three-year span of him being at that level and then he just dropped off the face of the earth. And then it was load management once he got to the Clippers. Yeah, it's pretty much been since that title. Since that title, he's like, what, played 40 games or something? And it was three well, years ago. He technically played has played 57 and 52, but it feels like way less than that. Yeah, when it you say it like, like that, it sounds that. a lot more, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then like 13 playoff games and 11 playoff games. Uh, but that whole time, you know, you're getting load management, Low minutes, because um, it feels like he just he just apparates, appears, wins a title, and then kind of disappears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, but it I is feel quiet like, like that. Maybe that's just yeah, exactly because he's so quiet when he's not. Like if LeBron's injured, we're getting Instagrams, we're getting yeah. lives, we're getting tweets, we're getting Nothing everything like that. Nothing yeah. like that. You may as well not exist. Since Do you remember when ago. um was it? After he won the title with Toronto and, like, the, his uncle was like, if you leak any information, if yeah. you even mention that you spoke to us, you're out, you're out of the yeah. running, you're not getting Kawhi. Like, uncle Dennis, man. Yeah, yeah. They are quiet. They are really quiet. So I guess it feeds into the whole he just appears and there he is. And I guess that's kind of not what makes him a great player, but it does feel that, like, mystique. If you're it's playing the, Kawhi, it's like, well, who am I playing? I've, this guy doesn't play. <laughs> it's like a myth, mytholo, mytho, mythological creature, the claw man. Yeah, and then like, when he does come in, he wins the title. Like it's, it's pretty frightening. He'll always, I always have a soft spot for Kawhi because he was one of my original. Like I was just interested from them from before the draft. Like mm. one of those just weird niche people. He just happened to become an MVP. Most of them become Marshawn Brooks. That, that, but, that, I was just going to say, that, that would have been one of the guys we were making fun of you for. Yeah, 100%. If we, if we had the podcast going back then, you're like, oh, there's this guy. Uh, he can't shoot. And I'm like, yeah, right, 
cool man that uh, was it though like yeah. i it was so weird seeing indiana draft this guy and immediately trade him to the spurs for george hill if i'm not wrong who was like a very big contributor on the spurs at the time it was just like what is pop like what's the go here what's he sniffing this guy that everyone else is missing because like at the time he couldn't shoot he couldn't really dribble with the ball like he wasn't a scorer at all he just was known to work hard and that was kind of it and then like he just became this robot i remember one spurs season shooting 50 percent from three or something like that playing all NBA defense on LeBron as like a 22-year-old to win finals MVP for the Spurs. It was crazy. Like there's, I think a lot of that is still lingering in the mystique around him as well. Like he's just this, he shouldn't be, but he is. But what does this mean for like the Clippers, Beatty? It's like, okay, he's out again. Yeah. I I mean, what, they're they're 500 at the moment. I think going into the season, everyone looked at their roster and thought they were one of the deepest teams in the league, a genuine contender in the West. And you're already starting to stare down the barrel of, well, how much of Kawhi are we actually going to get during the regular season? And is there enough on the rest of the the roster led by Paul George to, to sort of carry them during the regular season? And, I, I mean, I'm still optimistic that there kind of is because I, I think that they're just so deep and there's so much talent and, and Ty Lue's, you know, a proven coach in the league now. But I, I don't know. It's also kind of – it is just disappointing that you – I don't think we're ever going to get, like, anywhere close to 80 games of Kawhi Leonard in, a, in a, a regular season of NBA anymore. That's what I'm not sure, though. Like, for all of this weirdness and, like, constant niggles and injuries and the secret ACL tear and all that stuff – if he just rocked up next season and or two seasons away and played 82 games, I'd be oh, like, that's well, never I guess... 82 games, come on. Well, okay, most of them. We'll I, no, I see, I can't away. see it. I honestly can't see it with him. Why? I just, I don't think there's been an appetite to do it since that, that quad injury in San Antonio all those years ago. Yeah. Well, he played 60 with that year at the Raptors. I, I think even... If you're getting 60, you probably be taking it, yeah. Yeah. He was load managing because yeah, that was fresh off his weird quad yeah. thing that the Spurs didn't believe him on. But hey, like the last time he played in the playoffs, dude, if if he doesn't get injured in that, it was against the Jazz, right? Yeah. yeah. And they were able to pull, they were able to get through Terrence Mann, in the yeah. conference finals. Um, Terrence Mann, that's right. In that playoff run, he 30, 30 a game on 57 yeah. 39. That is like, elite. Yeah, he's Michael Jordan when he's healthy. Yeah. So you, I guess you just like, all right, if he comes Cross back and he's healthy, then they're one of the best teams in the league. And if he doesn't, then they're not. It just, it's just it's mind-boggling to think you're paying him like 40 million plus a season and you know he might only play 40 games, but that might be enough to win you a, a championship. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, if, if they did win, then they'll tell you yeah, they're well, worth every yeah, cent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I just, I worry... You know, if if he doesn't play the sixty, if he plays like forty, forty five, where are they going to be in the in the standings? Because yeah. Paul George has been okay, pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say Paul George has been pretty good, but, but he, like he's still Paul George. I just, well, I, I don't think even I, I think you know that year where he was you know MVP candidate, you know all defense guy when he was on OKC. That was I a fair, one. 
that was a, he's gone through his own shitload of injuries since then as well. And so I don't think that it, him as your number one guy is a dude that can carry you to like a four seat. Yeah. And so you need Kawhi to, to yeah. be there. Although if Kawhi is healthy in the playoffs, does it even matter? Like that's the, yeah. like if you're the seven maybe seven. that's what they're weighing up because like, yeah, I guess it, he's that good. He's that other than LeBron and Steph in the past era, he seems to be the only person that like just inserts himself in random points and is like, actually, no, I'm taking that one. No one else. It's always Warriors, Cavs, well, Lakers. I was going to say LeBron, LeBron. I was going to say KD, but he hasn't like he hasn't. He done did it that. on the Warriors. Yeah. He did it with Steph. But mm. Kawhi, yeah. it doesn't matter. It, he just like yeah. nope. I'm the best. Yeah. Well, Giannis now too. But yeah. That's, oh, yeah, well, that's a, that's yeah, a yeah, recent yeah. phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, Giannis, yeah, yeah. 50 burger in a game six closeout. Like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man. But like we could be entering the Giannis. Oh, I think we are. Well, I think we, we definitely yeah. are. Yeah. It's not close, right? Like if you're doing the best, like if you're ranking players and you're making tiers, he's one in his own tier, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I more mean like... You know, I know what you're e- saying. The era wasn't... Yeah. A, it wasn't stamped by Kawhi, but he did make no, no, his stamp on it. No question, dude. You come out of that that playoff run with the Raptors yeah. when he took down Giannis, and then uh, you know they had the Warriors. But you're like, I think this guy is the best player in the world, and they didn't. Yeah, he hasn't really played. Since I did then. say that. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think that's fair. And yeah, I guess you know we've kind of doing the research on the fly here. Your brain just kind of forgets because it feels like he's been gone for so long. But you know, he did have that playoff run. Before it's just the so infrequent. I get it. Yeah. It's just so infrequent. You you forget. Yeah. NBA, like, shit's happening quick. every day. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, you know what else moves quick? <laughs> Segway. Russell Westbrook when he's coming off the bench. <laughs> who's been killing it. Let's check. As, as, Jake has affectionate, as Jake has affectionately dubbed it, Russell West Bench. Forget Westbrook. Yeah. Westbrook. <laughs> Uh, you West can bench. actually, listener, if you go back through the Backdoor Cut archives, you'll find an episode named, Is Russell Westbrook the Biggest Empty Stats Player in the History of the World? And that was very <laughs> controversial because we recorded that one in the midst of his very first triple-double MVP season. So, like, yeah. we were on this train well before everyone else, like when they were still awarding him for empty stats. We were, we were on we the are. right side of history there. I like to think we were. But here we are, again on the right side of history, this time speaking about how much of an impactful player to winning Russell Westbrook could be as a six-man coming off the bench, attacking other second units. He's, he's been really good as the six-man. Yeah. Even today against the Cavs, he was, like, he, got, he was a catalyst to get them out to a big lead. And he's getting these massive ovation, uh, standing ovations from the Lakers crowds every time he comes in. It's, it's such a it's such a weird vibe, though, right? Like, you're everybody's just like trying to tell, like, give him positive reinforcement. Yes, Russ, this is what's good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's worked. Like, he looks way more confident. He's playing within himself, getting the playmaking, throwing lobs, the whole thing. He dunked on someone. It might have been on Sunday, and yeah. like he took their life. I haven't yeah. seen a dunk like that in a while from Westbrook. Yeah, athleticism's still there. It's been the mental aspect, the willingness to play with within a role that fits the team that has not been there. But that, that see, he—I don't think he's actually done that. He hasn't, you know, 
accepted a role within the team, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they just true. made his role in like a bite-sized form so he could play like Westbrook normally plays yeah. without hurting the team. Beatty, he's, he's carrying the goat. Oh. oh, sorry. Michael Jordan's retired. I mean, LeBron James. Apologies. I mean, I, I I'll link it to the first team we talked about today. I still think that he'll, he's my, he's going to end up on Utah at the end of the season. Like we need, let's get it. Oh, yeah. I, I need some of these Utah boys to be freed and to, to go play with LeBron and give him some help. Mm. But I don't know if this trend continues. Maybe maybe that's not the the deal that needs to be made by Rob Polinka. Maybe he's got to hold on to him. I mean, it does. Like, just out of the, the sheer cap space that Westbrook's taking up, well, this you, is... you would rather have some reasonable players in the starting lineup than the luxury of having Russell Westbrook come off the bench. Well, this is the issue, right? Like, he played well today. LeBron, I thought, played well today. Anthony Davis, I thought, played pretty well today. Uh, and they still lost by how much was it? It was still lost by 14. To the yeah, cap. same thing who on are, the weekend. Who are awesome. Um, the problem is the rest of the team is dog shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like same same thing on the weekend. I yeah. saw LeBron played a actually for his standards maybe not the best game, but it was half decent. Westbrook played a good game. Anthony Davis was involved scoring and on the boards, and nothing. They were like fifteen behind the whole game. They weren't. It wasn't even a game. Yeah. So from that perspective, I think if they you know they want to try and win something this year you're gonna to have to make a westbrook trade like can you do westbrook for um for conley and and clarkson and um uh, kelly Linick? i think he makes that much money i'm not sure if you can get all three of them for westbrook um and danny ainge he he yep. would can you imagine danny ainge getting <laughs> i'll drive two, down and pick him up <laughs> get, get, getting the two lakers picks oh yeah. it makes me actually makes me happy <laughs> as a boston fan to see Danny Ainge, um, swindle the Lakers. That would be glorious. Um, but yeah, I don't know if... Yeah, it's, it's a fucking dangerous move, man, because I don't know. It's not just make them title contenders. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But like, I, I don't know, on the same on the same thing with Westbrook, like, I, I just don't know whether this guy... Say if you give him a situation like those later OKC teams or even that Washington year, like, I don't know whether or not he's going to be able to do that still at this point in his career and, and go back to those sort of nuclear numbers that might be good enough to drag you to a seven seed. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he is, you know, like it's fun that he's doing I, this. Yeah. But I think this will be okay, so it feels off right now because you've got this bench player, six man, whatever you will, making fifty million dollars, which sounds weird. But once that contract is expired, there's no chance anyone's giving him fifty to million dollars a year again. And on a reasonable contract then he can perform this role and everyone will be hyping him up and everyone will want Westbrook on their team and blah 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 blah. I, I can't wait for whatever the whatever team gives him the mid-level exception next year and convinces themselves that Russell Westbrook's going to be six man of the year for them he'd be um, great like I don't know if he would be great you, you can go get a contender like the Warriors and you put Westbrook as their six man off oh, the they bench they would never do that they might do if it's cheap as nah, why not I, I don't think I can't see it, right? But spitballing. Yeah, spitballing. I, know, I know what you're saying. And I, I, I'm excited to see it because, you know, it's preferable that he has a couple well, of years. I think we need a little bit more of a sample size this yeah. season and in that sort of coming off the bench role. Because, I mean, it was a similar thing. The, the comparable one in recent memory is, is Mello, right? And, and how yeah. he sort of accepted that lesser role and coming off the bench. And obviously, 
it added a couple of years to his career. He's not on the team at the moment to start this season, but certainly he was out in the wilderness for a little bit and then managed to, to get a couple more years in sort of coming off the bench and, and embracing that smaller role. So I don't know. I, my thing is just more, I don't think Westbrook's game is, is sort of, I think you just, that sort of role is, is typically for a guy that can shoot the ball and shoot it pretty well. And I don't think that, that Russ has ever really had a consistent sort of higher shooting percentage. I think he's been good. He's had good years in the mid-range and stuff, which is really weird. But at the same time, for all of that, you still do get some real bad shot selection. Yeah. Well, a lot of, yeah. And sometimes it's like the shot selection, it, it almost doesn't matter because he can't shoot from anywhere. Yeah. Like on the, on the wrong night. <laughs> yeah. And then and the people are sagging off and yeah. then the crowd's like daring him to shoot. And then it's like this spiral I guess it just it matters way less when he's doing it against a third string point guard and not, you know. Well, it's like you can bench the top, him. The best of the best. And it's like it's not a whole thing. And yeah. I think, you know, yeah, once he comes off this contract and it's like, okay, this is what the market – because he believes that he is a $50 million a year player. He still believes that he is an all-NBA level player because uh, that's what these guys do. Once the market tells him you're a – $11 million, $9 million, $6 million player. Maybe that's the, the thing that clicks for him to accept a role. Like it took Melo a couple of years to kind of yeah. figure yeah. out that. Um, he had to okay. be out of the league. Yeah. yeah. So maybe yeah. maybe that's what it will take. It we'll, we'll it's reminds me of the, it's kind of mirrors Derek Rose's athletic ability waning off and not being able to do those things he could once do. It took a long time to figure out where exactly he fits in now and how to do it but right now that he has figured it in even though he's not a good defensive player and can't really shoot that well he's a valuable backup point guard that you could bring off the bench and is smart and knows how to like find his man and create space for others if Westy can embrace something like that the league will embrace him back I'm sure yeah I mean he still has the athleticism no yeah, he could be a better it. version of that. Yeah, like you know, yeah, he, he was. Throw, yeah, he's. It's in there. It's 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 in there. But it's so hard to believe that it's findable because yeah. of how stubborn he's been for yeah. yes. his whole career, basically. Yes. What I will ask, though, which I wasn't planning on it, but it has got me thinking, especially after calling Russell Westbrook empty stats earlier. <laughs> does it makes me wonder? Watching LeBron, we Jake, you joked. LeBron goat just before yes the greatest okay joke goat (laughs) this guy has carried some pretty god-awful teams in his time to like unprecedented depths of the season this team is it amongst his worst worst ever even though he's got teammates like Russell Westbrook and AD is LeBron not carrying like he used to like should he be getting more out of this roster than he is because they suck they suck big time. Well, see the the problem. So that, the the roster that comes to mind, Beatty, and you know you're a LeBron expert as well. Um, the Cavs 2018 roster, the one that went to the finals, the one that beat the Celtics in the conference finals in Game Seven, um, the Jordan Clarkson, Jeff Green, J.R. Smith, Kevin Love team. Yeah. At least they were stocked full of shooters. Yeah. That's the problem with this Lakers team. They're like the worst three point shooting team in the league. So he's kicked LeBron's like when he's on, like he, he's still, you know, collapsing the paint and he's able to kick the shooters and stuff. Like no one can shoot. 
is that is it as simple as that? If they replaced these hodgepodge guys with another bunch of hodgepodge guys, but ones that could shoot, would this team be winning games? Because they're not even in games. They suck. No question. I think it's a massive issue. Like they're playing Matt Ryan, who like couldn't even was almost out of the league. Seventeen minutes a freaking game. Game win. Game. Yeah. Game goes to overtime off the back of Matt Ryan. These are very fair points. Um, because you can shoot. I think it, it probably says more about the GM than it does about LeBron yeah. as a player. And, and obviously, we're all just guessing here, but you're assuming that he had some influence in, in the decision to, to, to pull the trigger on that Westbrook deal. And, and you, then you start to question, well, why would you think that was a good fit next to you and next to, to Anthony Davis? And obviously, it, it hasn't been. It it's, it's, it's definitely hasn't been. And when you have so much of your cap tied up in three guys, then the rest of the team's probably going to be a little bit spread thin. So it, that's probably the, the bigger, it's the, the easier way to, to, to look at it critically and say, well, that was probably a very poor decision on behalf of, of the Lakers. And, you know, they, they've been bad for two years now and, and you're wasting the twilight of, of LeBron's career. So it's, it's, I mean, I don't think there's a quick fix for this unless you pull the trigger on, on a, a Westbrook trade. And even then, you know, I think it's it's going to be a longer thing than than just that sort of fixing things magically overnight. Yeah. I'd have to have a look at like all the salary numbers and stuff, but I wonder just after this year, Westbrook comes off. I know a lot of these guys are on like... They're on tiny money. The only... Contracts. I've got it up now. LeBron and AD are through to... Yeah, twenty four, twenty five. Then the only other one is Damian Jones is on to twenty two, twenty three. Everyone else is on one year deals. Yeah, and it's yeah, so all they, like less than ten million each. Like it's yeah. It's, so there'd be cap space after this year, right? Yeah. yeah. Get, so so LeBron's on till twenty four, twenty five. Player option he extended in the offseason. Um, yeah. yeah. Ah, I totally missed that. I yeah. for some reason thought this was his last year. It was because that's why it was like, okay, where's he going to go? Could they trade? That's why I thought I, I thought they were going to trade him. It was going to be a Kevin Love trade. Uh, to Cleveland. Can you imagine this Cavs team with LeBron, dude? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> best not to. Thank God. Okay, so he's he's in, AD's in, and I guess they have a complete yeah. another run at a complete different roster next season. Bring back Kuzma, KCP, Caruso. If, well, if that's the case, and sorry to keep this going for longer than it needs to, if that is the case, do you even trade rate Westbrook this year? Because if you do, then his contract doesn't expire at the end of the year. What's more valuable, having all that cap space at the end of the year or trading Westbrook for someone that might help today? I guess it depends on the trade. Far. <laughs> I don't envy Polinka, let me tell you. Well, I mean, he did this to himself. He broke he up did. a championship roster. He did. He did. I, I was actually watching... Uh, Who's KCP play for now? Denver. Nuggets. Yeah. The Perfect. Nuggets. Yeah. I mean, they were playing the, so fucking well. They were versing the Lakers and KCP like yeah. ran past LeBron. And I was like, fuck, what LeBron would do to have that guy on his team right now? I used to, I wrote, I remember vividly you brought up KCP once and I was like, yeah, KCP. And he's been I've so been a good. Defender. You've been yeah, the, you've you're... definitely been the KCP guy on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it's because when when he was being drafted, I wanted the Bulls to draft him. So I've been on him for a while. Yeah, well, you were right. Another Josh. Josh wins. Josh has another hit on the draft you can, record. You can, you can call me the prophet, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna opt out <laughs> on that one. <laughs> yeah. Good. good. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's more than enough 
uh, Lakers and Westbrook. But I did. We just touched on. Oh, what if LeBron went to the Cavs? Let's talk about the Cavs because the Cavs are awesome. <laughs> they are so much fun. Uh, if I'm not wrong, Garland's even injured right now, no, and they're he's, still he, he's back now. He played. He's played two or three games now. Okay. Um, and didn't miss a beat. His first game no. back was against the Celtics. Maybe the game of the year so far. The Celtics, Cavs, OT, Thriller, Tatum with the dunk to send it to overtime. Didn't get the foul despite Jared Allen clobbering him and they would have gone up one. Anyway, I digress. Um, two overtime wins against the Celtics. Pretty impressive wins. Derek, and like, yeah. As much as the Celtics are a more established unit, in the NBA now. I mean, like they've had playoff appearance, one playoff appearance, this very core making it to the finals and conference finals and blah, blah, blah. It's hard not to see like parallels, maybe just because of age with like the dynamism in this Cavs team to the, the Celtics team of the past few years. Yeah. Well, they kind of had the two young guys, I guess in um, Garland and uh, Mobley. And then Mitchell is kind of the, the Al Horford signing. <laughs> um, and Jared and and Jared and Jared Allen is the um, either or Haywood or Kyrie, and if either of them worked out, version of that, <laughs> yeah. those moves. Um, and Jared Allen couldn't be further from both of those things. Pretty durable and like the nicest man alive. <laughs> Very hardworking. Uh, yeah, dude, these guys are awesome. Donovan yeah. Mitchell, man, Beatty, what's gotten into your boy, dude? Again today, thirty. He, he heard oh, everyone questioning. Is he even that good? He is that good. I was kind of down on it. Yeah, go, baby. It, I don't know. It kind of, it, it, as a guy who has followed that Utah team for a number of years, it kind of, like, I'm happy that it's, I, I'm glad he's in a new spot because I think that team had just reached its natural ending. And so for all of those guys to sort of land in different different spots, you know, it's good. And it's good to see him doing so well. I think it, it must just be a refreshing change to be in a new environment with new teammates and, and to play with different guys, and, and obviously they've come out of the blocks red hot. They're one of the form teams of the first month of the season. Um, and, and the fit has been pretty good so far. You know, I think you could certainly have some legitimate questions about how Garland and Don would work as a backcourt, but I, I do think that it's been really good. It's, it's been, I mean, they're shooting incredibly. I think they're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league at yeah. the moment. Like, the, the, I don't know whether that's sustainable, but like... Point. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like I was. It's insane. I watched the first. They can't keep it I up. can't remember what game it was, but they they did take everything in the first quarter. Like Don had like twenty almost in the first quarter, yeah, and right. it was. I you'd think that it, it will come down, but at the same time, they're just also a pretty deep team. Like they've got guys yeah. from six, seven, eight, nine who are all contributing and and all like playing a, a good style of basketball. You know, whether it's Dean Wade or whether it's Dude. You know, Kevin Love coming off the bench, it, the shooting just doesn't really dip. Dean Wade, man. Yeah, he's crazy. Like, it's, it's yeah. He, remi- he reminds me of Tice. Just like every, if he, like if he's not on your team, you don't understand. And so, like, <laughs> and like I, I, I've, I've watched a, a lot of Cavs this year, and it's like he's just solid. Yeah, he's like you'll make the three that you need him to make. You'll like get get a hand in a passing lane, move the ball, you'll guard Jalen Brown for a few possessions. Like, yeah, man, and like backdoor cut legend Chetty Osman. Like we've been on oh, Chetty, yeah. for, Chetty for years. Rock solid. Kevin Love the revival, dude. Like, all all this is to say, though, like this is an awesome team, but I really do think, and uh, excuse me if I go overboard here, 
I don't think this team is even half as good as it is right now without Evan Mobley. Oh, yeah. He is the glue that links everything. To, otherwise, they're just another run-gun fun mm-hmm. team. But this is a serious team because of Evan Mobley. The guy is ridiculous. It's not even he's 10 games into his second season ever and he's like holding a very good team to be a unit. It's... He's Watching so him play is is, is is freaky stuff. Like he's, he's so, so good on defense, natural. man. Yeah. He's so good on defense. Like the KG two stuff is it's crazy. He's it's like really smooth impressive. KG. Yeah. Um, offensively, he's got so far to go. Um, Which that. is worrying because he's like but, he's not the worst already, and like uh, he's got room to grow. Yeah. I I personally am. I don't think I've seen something to think that he'll get anywhere approaching someone like KD on on KG on offense. But you know there are people that have watched more Mobley than me. But I don't. I don't see a super high offensive ceiling. But I'm not sure that matters, especially on this team, because you don't need him to. But like that Twin Towers, Allen and Mobley, and Donovan's playing defense again. Yeah. Mm. Like I, sometimes you just need that change of scenery, yeah. and yeah. that's that's made a big difference for for him on on that end. And he's he's playing like top ten, top five so far this season like he's not missing a freaking shot um he's got more room to attack the rim than he's ever had in his life despite playing for a two big man starting five because jared allen and evan mobley both step away from the rim and they just clear that space he can go ham there's no big rudy gobert standing in the way yeah it's it's awesome i think he gets a lot like jared allen's Super underrated player, right? And like, Super I, I think underrated. you know, if you want to talk about Rudy Gobert as like a, a pick and roll role man, like you're not really. I mean, Allen maybe is better. I don't know. Like at this point yeah, in his career, they're very comparable, comparable players. Sure, yeah. So like, you know, I, I think that's where again it must be super exciting if you're a Garland or a Don Mitchell to be playing alongside that guy because you've got shooters galore on the wings, and then you've got a, a role man target who can you know you just lob it up there anywhere near the, the hoop, and, and Allen yeah. will finish it. So. It, it's it's not it shouldn't be surprising that they're so good offensively. I think it's just it's probably more looking longer term for the rest of this season and how much of this is actually real and like where do we have them in the East as a bigger picture sort of thing because like right now you can't really argue with it, right? Yeah, well, I guess that's the question, right? So before the season, it was Milwaukee and Boston at the at the top, and then it was the kind of the tier below that. Um, do you have them in? Firmly as okay, Boston, Cleveland, Milwaukee this season specifically as like clear cut championship contenders to get out of the East. I, I still have Boston and Milwaukee in their own plane, so to speak. Although, if any team was to bust through that ceiling and have a go, I could see it being the Cavs. And of that next tier, like the Heat and the the Raptors and all that, like. Cavs could give them all a spanking on their day. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, the, the Celtics didn't have, don't have Rob yet. And so, like, that's for, yeah. a, when, for a team that has the Twin Towers and, like, legit, not Minnesota Timberwolves, Twin Towers. Like, I was about to make a terrible joke. Um, twin Towers that are, you know, versatile on both ends. Um <laughs> You need Rob Williams because otherwise it's like yeah. Al Horford and Grant Williams trying to get on the boards and uh, Derek White was like 
one of the best defenders in the in the post against Jared Allen. Um, I still think once Rob comes back, then you you have them against uh, above Cleveland. But I think it, like tier two, it was like we had the Sixers at the top of the list. Um, they've leapfrogged everyone for me personally. I'm kind of willing to buy in enough to where they are number one in tier two, like they're top of tier I, two. I'd take this Cavs team over that Philly team. Yeah, Philly, Brooklyn, Toronto. Chicago, any of those. Chicago, Atlanta. Next tier, yeah. As nice of you to include Chicago. They've been, they've been up, up and down. We'll get to them at the end here. <laughs> well, okay. Before we get to, we'll finish with the, the backdoor cut bowl. Oh, we've got to do a little Nets first. Cel- yeah, yeah. Celtics versus Bulls. But before we get to the backdoor cut bowl, yeah. let's quickly pop off on Kyrie Hot Quick and the entire Nets organization for being a dumpster fire. But we saw this. We've been, not once did we say this wouldn't happen. What the fuck, man? Like, Kyrie, dude, just, man, it used to, it was like a fun, it was like a fun sports hate about <laughs> 10 days ago. Yeah. And now I want, assuming Kyrie's part of the team, if he never plays again, then I don't really care which way the Nets go as much. I prefer them to be bad. But um, if Kyrie's on that team, I kind of just prefer them to burn to the ground. I hope that um, <laughs> they turn back into the New Jersey Nets. Um, they have, they, you know, they lost their picks. Like they're going to be so. They, they actually might be. They might give themselves a chance at Scoot Henderson um, trade KD because, like, they it's a pick swap this year. You know, Houston owns their the rights to swap. Um, but yeah, so Kyrie posting all this anti-Semitic shit. This link to this movie. Um, I'm convinced he didn't actually watch it. Um, no rese- way. After actually like, researching the movie, it's like a three and a half hour long, like Windows Movie Maker type <laughs> movie, like with sh- like different fonts and audio problems. Like, there's no way he sat down and watched the whole movie. It was 100% Kyrie, couple of ideas in his head, um, and then the reporters go at him, and he thinks that um, just I, reading is a superpower. Well, not if you read. Shit, that's the dumbest, dumbest ever kind of literature to be created. Um, in one sentence saying, um, I'm a leader in my community, uh, I have influence. And then literally, you know, I'm just a guy. Not 10 seconds later, I'm just a guy. I, I, you post stuff, I post stuff. I wasn't promoting it. You tweeted it to 20 million people, dude. Um, you're, you're in lockstep with Kanye West, who I actually have sympathy for, who is clearly going through his mental health challenges but Kyrie is just going going off the rails because he doesn't like the media now he's suspended for five days uh five games and he has to minimum, do minimum 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 and he has to go through all the sensitivity training go point by point disavow a certain stuff he has um, to donate five hundred thousand yeah. dollars to an anti-hate organization yeah. one of the organizations already turned it back because of him doubling down um and sending his family instead of actually going uh, dumpster fire, dude. Terrible, terrible it, person. It honestly, it, it begs the question if Kyrie will ever play again because his minimum ban from the Nets without pay for five games, which is quite a severe punishment in of itself, like the act of banning someone without pay for five games minimum, and then putting in these stipulations that you must complete these to even be considered for your suspension to be revoked. And like the stipulations are pretty serious. Like it needs yeah. he needs to actually show something. And all of us, I am sure, 
would be in agreement that it's a big question mark if he has the capability to show anything like that because he seems to be the type that like you don't get it i'm you just you don't understand what i'm understanding he would love to be a martyr he would love to he would love nothing more but i don't know he did he did apologize which makes me think that he does he wants the money dude yeah he got he he apologized and he's actually said no to apologizing not he said no he was given the opportunity and just didn't and then they fined him and suspended Suspended. him and then he apologized yeah Kind so of. The, the optics aren't great. Yeah. Beta, your nets, man. What the hell? I Yeah, it's it's been probably the story of the season so far in a, in a negative light. Like, I, I don't really know where the path forward is for this team right now. If you're Sean Marks, you know, I, I don't know where you moved to from here. I mean, you, you obviously still got one of the best players in the world in Durant, but it's... He's playing so well. But but it just, it just seems like it doesn't matter because this everything sort of the shadow following this team around at the moment is just, it's all encompassing. And I think you, you have legitimate concerns about the makeup of this roster overall as, as a fitting, as, as, as a sort of a, a team that fits with one another. Ben Simmons is obviously another massive question mark. And it's just, I think it's really bad vibes right now in Brooklyn. I don't know. How you, really I, I, don't know how you, I mean, you sack your coach. <laughs> I, I just don't know how, I don't think it could have been any, possibly any worse to start the season for this team. On that coach sacking, well, that's... St- Steve Kerr actually interjected afterwards and said, "Like I could have been coaching that team and I would have been sacked." Oh, of course, of course. Like, yeah. no one, no one has a hope in it. No. Well, yeah, we haven't even gotten to the part of the story where oh yeah, they, Eme. where they fucking <laughs> fired Steve Nash, and then the reports are that they're hiring Eme Doka. And then He's suspended rep- for a year by the Celtics for you know yeah. an inappropriate relationship, relationship or something. And then and then the Kyrie stuff happens after that report comes out and now it's like you get reports of people are pressuring Joe Sai or whatever. There are people saying like, should you be hiring this dude after you've got a dude who is an anti-Semite or whatever? And so it's like, how could this be worse? Ben Simmons is out with a knee. Joe Harris is still injured. Seth Curry's in and out of the lineup. I don't feel bad. Is this just one mega instance of the universe telling Kevin Durant, ha, 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 I told you so? Well, I don't, I, 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 that's unfair for him. Yeah, like, fair, like, fair enough. Yeah, fair yeah. Enough. like, because, you know, I would love to know how close he was. Like, what what relationship did he truly have with Kyrie beforehand? Like, how yeah. actually close? Because you can't be that close with him to not have seen some of these red flags. I refuse to believe that if you're around Kyrie a lot – you don't think this guy's an idiot. Maybe that's it, though. Maybe he wasn't around him a lot, but enough to be like, oh, yeah, Kyrie's my guy, you know? Like you that's how everyone to- gets sucked in until they're in there with him, and then you're like, whoa. Yo, dude. <laughs> James, James Harden, fought, he put on a fat suit to get <laughs> traded there, and then Bundy, 15 games later, he couldn't wait to get his like, oh, get me the hell out of here. And it's like- <laughs> you know, I did, I did mushrooms once with the guy and it was fun. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then we I go to live with him and he's doing yeah. mushrooms every day. Yeah. Every morning, every, every lunchtime. Morning, every and it's like, dude, I, I, can't watch, I can't watch the YouTube conspiracies again. Today, man. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. I'm I, I just going to have to believe that Twin Towers went down because they went down. I don't, I don't think it was Bush. You know, um, oh, it's really bad. It's really, yeah. really bad. So, like from KD's point of view, yeah. Whoops. 
Um, <laughs> but but like but at the same time, the grass now, isn't always greener. Kyrie right? suspended. Ben Simmons isn't there. He just gets to go out yeah. and ball. And he got to he destroyed the Wizards and he beat the Hornets today. It was close, but obviously those two teams aren't very good. Um, and the, the schedule is going to get a lot harder. So we'll and so that's when things will start to really ramp up again, especially if Kyrie's not back. Um, but yeah, I, I would love a Kevin Durant for um, what? What can we do? Gallinari, Pritchard, um, Derek. I don't know. Uh, a bit, a bit I don't of. Know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I even. Derek White is that too too expensive now? Derek White's a good player. Oh, tell me. <laughs> we know. I know. Anyway, anyway. Nets. F- fuck Kyrie. Maybe the biggest steaming dumpster fire we've ever found them in, and we found them in some pretty big dumpster fires. But this <laughs> has to take the cake. This is crazy. This is Sacramento Kings juiced with more Sacramento Kings and Knicks at the same time. This is crazy stuff. It's so impressive that. Not even ten games into the season, he's caused more trouble than he did all oh. of last year with the anti-vaccine stuff. And I'm with you. I 100% think he did this so flippantly, not one yeah. thought into like what could potentially happen. Yeah, just arsenine. It is a few words other than that. Do, do do you? What are his chances of playing again in the NBA? If we'll stop? No, I don't. You think, I think he's, he's done? He's, you know, I don't. I think he'll be back. I think he'll be Wait, back. What, what team can sign him? Well, he's, if he if he doesn't do any of the sensitivity training, and let's say he doesn't play again for the Nets this season, he'll be a free agent. No one signed. How, how much are you happy to gamble? Yeah, how much are you happy to well, risk on, on, on mid level? Someone will give him the mid level. <laughs> he'll retire. He won't play. For Pat that. Riley will give him the mid level. They don't care. Off the there. bench, like no way. He'll yeah, retire. Well, uh, well, guess we'll see, man. I, I would. I, I think he'll play this year. I think he'll because because it's 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 pretty easy to do. Like. Stuff. Easy for you and me. Like, <laughs> Let's see how big a man this guy is know. if he can actually do it. Like, I, you know, oh my god, what am I doing? <laughs> I, I, I feel like this set of things was easier to do if like getting in Kyrie's shoes easier to do than the vaccine thing. I think, <sighs> but I don't know. Like, just like, just just say yeah, that they- these blatant lies that like just say that the Holocaust happened that the Jews aren't the devil um and meet with these leaders and donate some money like that's you're not actually doing anything to yourself like it's all anyway you're right i even started thinking about it yeah, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, God, knows, how, how are you gonna feel when it's brooklyn going against boston in a playoff series and udoka's on the other bench now and he's he's got kd firing and playing the best basketball of his career he's got Kyrie <laughs> back and seeming for the, the same hymn sheet <laughs> that's um, that- that's assuming he can get them to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming he does, the good the good news is I we have the best player on the court, so it doesn't matter. Ooh. And on that note, let's get into the backdoor cut bowl. Hey, chatting about Celtics. Yeah, we can probably wrap it up after that. But yeah. the Bulls, Jake, I tried to tell you after the first backdoor cut bowl, which we won, that it's all a mirage. This this team is it's got yeah. serious flaws, and they were exposed this time around. Um, DeRozan He's a close game, man. The best player in the world. There's just it's not happening. Jeez, man. He he went off. 43 points, 25 free throws. He does that. I mean, it was it was again, it was it was a close game. The Bulls get up for the Celtics. It's it feels like every time they play, it's a it's a good game. Um, but yeah, I was happy that we bounced back and got the W at home in the garden. Um, 
33 from Tatum, even though he was, it was one of those nights if Tatum was able to get those shots to fall, he was going for 50. Mm. Um, but man, I, I still like the Bulls to be competent enough. They just really need, they fucking need Lonzo so badly. They'll um, be competent enough, but I'm getting firmer to my point from, it may have even been last week we were discussing the last backdoor cut bowl where I think for as young as this Bulls team is, because of the makeup of it, they're pretty close to their ceiling already. Yes. I don't see how this team can just magically get better short of literally replacing players. But It's good to see Vooch be good, though. Yeah. Like At least the, the trade doesn't look as bad. I know we, we competent, were on the, cha- competent, on the chat this again. week. We were like, Wendell Carter plus the pick that turned into Franz Wagner and another pick would be nice yeah. to have. <laughs> it would have been great. I mean, like... Um, Calculated gamble, got us back to the playoffs. That was the whole goal and has made us, like again, a competent team. You can improve a competent team. It's what we were before that's like a big problem. So, yeah, we're still a couple of years away because we're going to have to retool some things, but there are young players on here that can hang around. What did you think of um, Malcolm Brogdon, 9 for 10 from the floor, cooking people off the dribble, Caruso, didn't matter who it was. I Man, love Brogdon. He's been so good lately. Our chat, when when I saw the Celtics pick him up in the offseason, I was blown up. Like, imagine the Celtics of all teams having that guy as their backup point guard. Like, Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart is a hell of a stable of ones and twos. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, Mal- I feel like you've been a you're a Brogdon guy, Beatty. You, you you were high on the move. Yeah, I, I think it just it filled a need that they. I mean, if you had to nitpick with the Celtics last season, one of the the things that you could probably bring up is a lack of creation coming off the bench in that second unit. You know, a lot of that responsibility really just fell on on the Jays. So, if yeah. you could add a little bit of a little bit of that somewhere else in the roster that would be a massive help and I think Brogdon was probably the best possible move that was available to them on the market to bring that guy in this is a guy who you know up until this point in his career has been a starting point guard and you know obviously is is happy to to take on this role coming off the bench and you know he's gonna gonna play big minutes and and potentially gonna close out games so you know I think he's probably got the right approach the right mindset coming into that you know it's not sort of an ego thing for him he just he wants to be on a team that's going to compete and, and hopefully contend for championships so i think he's got a, a massive role to play on this team and and the best version of him is going to help them a lot i'm just gonna say six man of the year odds he's still paying 14 to one yeah i don't i don't know how it hasn't jumped up because he's been the best six man of the year so far and so I would never encourage anyone to bet, <laughs> but I will bet on that again. Um, yeah, la- last few games, he's like starts to really find his role. He just comes out and he's just attack, 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 collapse the defense, kick, layups, pull up threes. Um, like last four games, averaging 19 a game on 55, 46, and 90, I think. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Like- I mean, him and Derek White were each good enough to be like one of the better starters on each of their respective teams yeah. before joining the Celtics. So to have them as your backup yeah. guards. Yeah, when Rob comes back, Brogdon sick. and Derek come off the bench. It's like, yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. It's Christmas. Very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, another one of your picks just before we close off here, Jake, for rookie of the year, I think it was, that Maturin guy. Oh, Ben Matherin, yeah. dude. 
Oh my god, he is legit. exploding every game. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah he, look, I think it was a fantastic bit, but Paolo's like come in as like a borderline all star. Yeah, yeah, he's unreal. Um, uh, yeah. Italy international as well, Paolo Banchero. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Huge fan of that. That's awesome. That'll actually be a huge deal. I hope he yeah. suits up next year. It'd be awesome. He wants to. He's made it a point. Like, I want to represent. They asked yeah. him, do you want oh, to represent sick. Italy or America? He said, I want to represent Italy in the FIBA games. Oh, that's awesome. It's great for FIBA hoops. Yeah. Give me Australia versus Italy in basketball. Just like more teams that have, you know, like one of those stars on them. Just yeah. makes yeah. it so much more fun. Yeah, yeah. But soon that USA versus the world, world team is going to be pretty bloody good. Oh, mate. The world would win. Right now, Giannis, <laughs> Jokic, and Bead like alone. That's see you later. Yeah, oh, Siakam's been cooking this year as well. Put Siakam out there, Luca. Come on, dude. That, tell me that's not better than the U.S. team. I'm, that's, that's true. That's I mean, I guess that's the the next logical step for the All Star Game. I think there's been some oh. calls for that in the past. So yeah, you just need a, sick. a a. Slightly bigger pool of international yeah. players, I feel, but they're close. It's they're almost close. there, yeah. It's almost, it's there. almost there. Luca, Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, Siakam. It um, also then opens Rudy. up the possibility of people being selected purely off their nationality, which is also a risky oh, true, yeah, I guess. pathway to go down. True, 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 true. Because you might yeah. be like, we need one more international. Yeah. Let's pick this guy. Uh, damn it. Yeah. That's why I guess it. it's fun for like the rookie. Yeah, game. great, great for that though. Okay, damn it, bubble burst. But the All Star game sucks. It, it's would, just it, would, anyway. it would be good. Oh, anyway, I mean, fellas, any closing thoughts? Nah, man, I'm just loving it. Loving that the NBA's back. Yeah. Well, we will be back next week to cover the next week of hoops where we're at and the Nets, if Kyrie's done anything yet or, and all of the above and more. But you've been tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo, here as always with Jake Eisenberg and Matt Beatty. Until next week, peace.